Melbourne was special. Like every time we had Melbourne at mainly, it's just like oh. up of the. I'd like to give a big shout out to the Hoodoo Gurus who have given us permission to use part of their song, That's My Team, as our new podcast episode intro for all of their music. And whenever they are going live or performing live, head to their Facebook and their Instagram. The links will be in the description below. Be sure to give them a like and a follow as well on Facebook and Instagram. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast and we're joined by former Manly star, he actually is now one of the, um, you could say, starting um, players for Castleford, his name is Jesse Senelafau and yeah, thanks for joining us here today. What's up bro, thanks for having me, thanks for reaching out and hello from the UK. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, well, I'll always reach out, I always try and cover all bases, not just NRL but Super League. Um, I'm even going into rugby as well. I've got David Campese coming on in a few weeks, so that should be good. Um, now, but that's not. This isn't about him. This podcast is about you for this episode. Let's start with your um, junior days with the Penrith Junior System, but you ended up debuting for Manly. How did that all come about? Ah, oh, man. At the time, and I, I still believe now that Penrith have the best juniors in the world. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, the best nursery for sure. And um, the junior system and, and, and the way it's worked out there, like you, you could miss out on, the, on a squad of 30 in a training squad, but I could guarantee you that another 30 could be just as good as that 30. So um, it, it's always been tough and it's always been a challenge to get in, in, in the pen of system, but um, it's also kind of been a blessing as well because when you compete with the best, you end up being, you know, you, you, you yeah. get something from it, you know? And um, unfortunately, you know, my, my, my goal was to, to debut for Penrith, you know, my local area. And um, I just had to move areas, man. Sometimes you just got to move to get the opportunity. And um, Manly were lucky enough to, to, to pick me up and... See the potential, And I just had to put in my hard work. And, yeah, the opportunity, you know, fell right in front of my lap. No, that's fair. Um, and I don't know if this is... Um... Uh, it's a fun fact I could say that I put two and two together your first season at Manly was a grand final season for Manly and your first season at Cronulla was a grand final season for Cronulla what was it like more or less going to two different clubs obviously and then also the team and the squad and in general the grand final year for each of those teams yeah it's funny you say that because my first year at Cronulla was like grand final and and it's just the experience I guess but the difference between the two is um, obviously at Cronulla, I, I um, was in the squad but didn't play the grand final. And no, won. no. And then the very next year, I've put myself in a position where I could win a grand final and play. Yeah, and it was so, with Castleford against Leeds, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So it's just a shame that, you know, couldn't just tick that box. But um, Well, you still got plenty of years left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've got. I'm, I'm pretty blessed with um, with the opportunities that I have. But I can I can honestly say that every opportunity that I've taken have, has always been very, very um, in other people's eyes. Like I wouldn't make it. Oh, okay. So everyone, like more or less, everyone with doubters, sort of thing. Yeah. Well, well, like when when, when I left Penrith, um, it was an opportunity. Obviously, I, I was making more money working, but. Mm. 
Manly gave me a contract where I had enough just to, to pay the rent. And then um, considering was how like well a I trial went, and train sort of contract. Yeah. And um, I, I, it's funny enough, I went over as a center. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, I went over as center and, and then just trained really hard. And then they needed a, a front row up prop. And I just went, yeah, I can do that. So then. <laughs> take any chance there. you can get. Yeah, take the opportunities as they end present up themselves. Some for you, four years. <laughs> wow. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, like, because Manly was, when I went to Manly, they just, they just lost the grand final. So I'm going to a team that's pretty much established. And if you look through the squad, you're like, I guess he won't take that spot. He probably won't take his spot. So there was a hard, there was a hard, like, uh, obstacle to get in there. And, yep. And just to, just to play a game was awesome. But then, you know, you go through your own obstacles in life. And I think I played three minutes and four, four, 40 seconds in my debut. Wow. And um, still, still round one of, Yeah, that was round one of 2013. And then I didn't play first grade again till 2014, round one. Wow. So, like, um, it yeah, proves how just... hard it is to, to keep a spot <laughs> and get a spot. Yeah, man. But. Man, I, it wasn't about playing first grade, I think it was. I mm. think I loved the process. And um, if I played first grade, then it was just like a bonus. But Yeah, even like you, you, you love the sport, you love the process, and a matter of, yeah, yeah. If, you got, if you got to play first grade, it was, yeah, as you said, a bonus, which it honestly was. is so great. Um, and talking of your time <laughs> at Castleford, you've spent close to three years there now. Um, more or less, yeah. you could say, calling Castleford home. What's it like over there yeah. for you? Um, and also, how are the boys going post-COVID? Yeah, man, like, um, Cass has been welcoming both arms since since I got off the plane, you know what I mean? And um, I think I've heard stories beforehand where some players struggle over here and end up going home early and stuff like that. So my mindset was to come here and make a, make a difference, leave a good legacy. And and I think um, my goals are so high, um, I really wanted to be successful here. Yep. And at the same time, I think... Um, the club and the fans respected this type of energy that I was bringing. Yeah, well, I mean, you <laughs> seem to be a fan favourite, so... <laughs> yeah, so, um, no, look, um, I love the club. I love the people that I'm around around here and I have a very good environment with friends and family that I call now, you know? But um, at the same time, like, um, you know, we're just going through this phase of we just need a win. and. Yep. Our three games, we've been in, in the spot to win, but we're just not taking it. And you haven't been able to like get the 80 minutes worth, yeah. Yeah, we just, I think our next game is very important just to to win however we win. We just need to win. Yeah, which, which, which team do you guys go up against next? Um, we've got Salford. Salford okay, yeah. not going to lie, Salford, uh, no offense to Salford, yeah. a pretty easy win. Because, I mean, I go for Leeds, who are bitter rivals with Carlsford, as I'm sure you know. Um, and honestly, um, what was it? I think we, yeah, we smacked them 50 nil yesterday. The same yeah. day you guys had just so. And they got smacked by, um, uh, what was it? Catalans. So if, if, any, if you're going to beat any team, it's going to be Salford. So I'm definitely going to be backing you guys for that. Um, talking about your international times, you've, you played for Samoa. What was it like to represent, you know, your heritage and all that? Man, I was... It's um, it's probably one of like when people ask me what's your favorite moments, you know, playing and um, you know, playing for Samoa always pops up in my head, and and it wasn't actually playing the game, it was okay. more the singing the national anthem and 
and I was just blessed that really it was like taking it in sort of thing. We played at Pinner Pinner Stadium. So oh wow, it, straight up, wow. Yeah, so like it was it was pretty much you know where I brought up, and I had the hill there all screaming my last name, and then I had my family with the big. Was that, sign was that against Tonga? It was against Fiji. Oh Fiji, okay. Yeah, and it was just 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 sitting there singing the national anthem and um, looking at my family and. And seeing the boys I grew up with and the boys I played tricky touch with and, you know, just all the locals, you know, cheering me on because they feel like they're a part of the journey mm. was pretty special. Well, yeah, because you're a local boy, technically from Penrith, you know, and to make your international debut for, you know, Samoa at home for you, it's just more or less you could say full circle, really, that yeah. it came full circle. Um, and honestly, that's amazing. Did you get the win that day? Yeah, yeah, we won. We won too, so it was even better. And then, honestly, I've never prepped for a game the way we did. Like, we literally went back to the islands and we've had music pumping, you know, all the way till we ran outside the tunnel. Wow. We had some music, we had culture, and we had prayer, and we had the whole week was awesome, man. That, that so it was just been... very special, like, my first time in international, like, environment. And um, to do it with people with the same culture and same beliefs was, yeah. Um, yeah, something that you can't really explain. But if you're in there, you know it. No. Yeah, if you know, you know, sort of thing. It's it's very special. Oh, I didn't know if that, that's what it was. Uh, like the, the how to something. But no, honestly, that's that's great. Um, and talking of prep, do you have do you have any um, pregame rituals or routines? And if not. Who do you remember from your days in the NRL or even in the Super League has the weirdest pre-game ritual? Um, I thought it was weird at first, but the longer I've been playing, it's becoming normal. But mm -hmm. people like spewing up before kickoff. Yeah, like the two-minute buzzer and then the spew. Yeah, like um, <laughs> that wouldn't be a good smell. Yeah. Oh, you don't really smell it. It's just the noise. It's the noise. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, but like I think um, I like like I pray before I go on the field, and when I was younger, I used to pray for strength and make me better than everyone else. But then, as I got older, now I'm praying for both teams to be safe, and and I'm praying that everyone comes off the field successful, and I pray that everyone you know achieves their goals. And unfortunately, life isn't like that. Someone's got to win and someone's got to lose. But at the end of the day, I just. I just hope that everyone's safe and, and, and gets to play again the next week. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. So, yeah, it, it started from getting the win to now just hope everyone gets out of the game unscathed, which is good. And no, that's yeah. fair enough. Um, there are some weird ones that I've heard from former players. Like, um, apparently David Clemmer has to be the last one off the bus. You, you know, and, and they'll screw with him to do that, you know, that sort of stuff. So it was just a shot in the dark. Um, what's your current beer of choice at the moment? Oh, actually, I think I've, I think I've got one because I wear my socks inside out. Do you really? Yeah, every game, my socks are inside out. Okay. So I bet when I fold them, they, they're back to normal, but they're but inside out. On, yeah, I don't I, know. That's, as in you wear that's, them? I don't know. You wear them on game yeah. day, like on the field inside out. Yeah. Okay, that, that's interesting. That's actually really Yeah, I don't know if that's weird, but yeah, that's what I've been I doing say since I played weird, But I definitely say it's, it's different. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, what's your current beer of choice at the moment? Sorry? Sorry, what is your current beer of choice at the moment? 
Oh man, I, I've I've given up drinking. Okay. Yeah, I've been drinking for nearly a year now. So. Um, oh, congrats. Um. Yeah, just just trying to um, I don't know, better myself in 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 the small small parts of my life, and um, you know, just no, it's good. been good. It's been good. Yeah. And just obviously. don't want to waste any more days, and trying to make all the days count, and you know, trying to learn something every day, and just no. really jumped on this miracle morning buzz and. Yeah, just just trying to trying to better the mind. Honestly. Can't better the mind if you're hungover. Hey, <laughs> agreed, agreed. No, that's great. Honestly, congratulations. Um, for sure. Okay, well then, how do you like your steak? How's how about that question? Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, um, oh well, that's a funny question. In Australia, it was always medium rare. Always. Okay. Okay. Then I come to the UK and uh, steak's not very good. <laughs> so I'm going the steak medium itself well, or. Yeah, I think it is the steak itself. Like, oh. uh, one thing I love here is lamb chops. Right? Oh, I love lamb chops. I've gone from steak man to lamb chops here. Okay. So I don't know whether the lamb chops has just made steak shit here, but <laughs> yeah. Just, wow, okay. Yeah, I'm, over here I'll get medium well done now, but usually yeah. back at home I'll get medium rare. Okay, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, what current movie series or television series on Netflix have you are you binging at the moment? Oh, um, money. We just finished Money Heist. Okay. Yep. Money Heist. Yeah, is that it? Yeah. Wow, that. Yeah, it's subtitled. Yep. But honestly, gun. Like, uh, <laughs> it's just trippy. So yeah. You, so you, you, just you recommend that. We're looking. We're looking to um, find another one. I, I don't really watch a lot of movies and stuff like this, but just to give With back to lockdown. my listeners and and oh, in the lockdown, man, I did a lot of courses and. Okay. Uh, uh, I really, really went on board with my property stuff. So, um, no, Are you the, trying to uh, get a real estate sort of certification sort of stuff. Yeah, so like I've jumped on um, the Samuel Leeds um, crash course, and I've just currently um, started my limited company over here, oh, wow. Trialine Property. Oh, that's an awesome and, um, name, dude. Yeah, and um, yeah, just been focusing on that lately, and I'm um, trying to. Um, I've done the service accommodation where. You can buy money and um, buy houses without no money down. Okay. It's another strategy that I've learned. So we've got two of them now. And I'm just currently going through the buy, refer, refinance. And um, okay. we'll see how we go. So, hey, yeah. Really I mean, excited. Are you hoping that um, when you when your career does come to an end, whenever that is, um, you're going to come back to Australia or you're going to stay in England for a bit? <laughs> oh, man. It could change, but I want to stay here. I think oh, business yeah. opportunities here are massive. Um, I think um, the opportunity as in people that I can connect with over here can get me over the line with certain things. Yep. But um, I just think at home, there's a lot of insurances and a lot of policies where here- um, a bit more lax A lot more there. lenient. Yep. Yeah, a lot more lenient. Um, I understand the business side here better. Okay. And yep. I understand yeah, so, so I just, it would literally throw a spanner in the works for you, really, if you were to come back. From yeah, oh, man. The, the reason why we'll come back is just our family. Like, we're missing a lot of family. We're missing weddings and 50ths. And yeah. just, you know, our parents aren't getting young anymore. And that's the only thing that makes us want to go home. Well, I mean, but, you can um, easily come and visit for a, a few weeks, a month at a time, sort of thing, anyway, if you yeah. want to. Yeah. Well, I just got to try and systemize the things over here so it can work without me being here. 
yep. and then I can just fly back every two months and then yeah. go back to Australia. Well, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, hey, you got to have a goal, as they say. Um, <laughs> right. So we're going to switch to a question from devout Manly fan Angus. Um, this is his question for you. It's Ango here, massive Manly fan. Uh, you played your first bit of professional footy and you're, in my opinion, best in the NRL at least with us while Manly were enjoying a good finals run in 2013, 2014 and not so much in 2015. But out of those three seasons you played with us, are there any games in particular that stand out as like a personal favourite for you or like a favourite for the team? And if so, are there any particular tries you scored for us that stand out as your favourites? Thank you. Yeah, um, good question. I think um, the game that stands out for me was probably um, against the Bulldogs and we lost and they got into grand final. Ah. Um, I probably played my best game and uh, I actually got some decent minutes as well and we, we just lost. I think we went to extra time and and they kicked that the field goal. That was 2014, wasn't it? Yeah. I think even though we lost, I thought personally it was my best my best game. Yep. Um, really enjoyed it. Just I didn't feel tired. I was in the game. I was focused. I felt real, real powerful. It was just when you're in that mood, you just you feel unstoppable nearly. Yeah, and so, you just feel like... And you more or less were, except for that one bloody yeah. point. <laughs> No, and like every offload I was throwing was connecting, every ball is just everything was, just was linking up. Yeah, no, and I think awesome. um, well, I, I have I, I've only scored a few tries for Manly, but I think the the, the try that I remember the most is um, were, it was 2014, and um, was the game before I debuted for Samoa, <laughs> and we versed the Raiders, and it was okay. raining, and um, there was a kick return, and Cherry found the ball down the wing. I was in the middle of the park and it was, it was, it was, it was only tackle one and Cherish just booped the ball cross field. And then I've, I've gone to try and kick it and try to pick it up, but I've missed it, hit the post and George the four picks it up and scores. Wow. Um, so like that, that, that's probably the try that I remember the most. It was just, it was funny. It was round, it was, it was just- It was like it, it was wasn't meant to happen, but it happened. Yeah, and then I, instead of me scoring, George scores and George is teasing me, freaking hell. No, honestly, so, that's um, great. Yeah. <laughs> now, th uh, thank you, Angus, for that um, question. And if anyone else wants to put in questions for our next episodes, just uh, message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and we will let you know which guests we've got coming up. Um, right. Which team, when you were in the NRL, was the toughest for you to go up against mentally and physically? At the time, 2014, I thought um, South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, well, they ended up being yeah, grand final winners. They ended up winning it. Um, but we didn't beat them all year, all year round. We did not beat them once. And do you think in hindsight, if you guys had made the grand final, as in beat the Bulldogs to get there, do you reckon you would have lost to the Bunnies that year? I think we had um, Matt Ballon got injured that game. So if Matt Ballon's out of the team, maybe. Mm -hmm. But if we're all fit and we're all in there, I think we'll give them a good run because it's a different... It's a different mind, and Manly's been there a lot of times. They've been in grand final, so honestly, from experience, now that I played, you know, against Leeds, we we're on fire all the way, and we and we're a team that have never been in there. Where Rabbitohs haven't been in there for nearly thirty years. Yeah, yeah. 
But like it was, it was like um, we were seeing the Masters of Grand Finals, and but we were the hottest team. Yeah, and we lost because they were just more experienced. They knew the weather. They they just played their simple game. They and did the simple thing as well. I don't know. Like if man went in there, we're, we're going in the mindset of knowing everything. You know, yep. we've got a lot of senior players there, and then you got the Rabbitohs first timers. Mm. You know. Yeah, no, I get you. So, so continue with tough what you're one saying. to take. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, continue yeah. with what you were saying beforehand. Um, I honestly can't remember what it was. It was toughest team mentally and physically. Sorry. So in 2014, you said there was a team that it was the bunny oh, team, yeah. and then bogey team. Every time, man. Yeah. So, but but Melbourne was special. Like every time we had Melbourne at Manly, it's just like oh, up a gear. Mate, like yeah. something happens. Well, it was probably up because of the Battle of Brookvale from 2011. That yeah. every year it made yeah. that sort of thing. And yeah. did you feel that lift? Was it? Was it yeah. similar to an international level lift in you personally? It's a bit different because in international, you're not with the same teammates for a whole year, a whole preseason. Where at Manly, you're with your brother, you do preseason, it's like six weeks, you, you, you're sweating, you, you do everything together. And then now you go into a game where it's personal and, and everyone next to you. You want like, to win, like you're going there to yeah, win. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it just gives that little bit extra. Not that we're not like that every game, but it's yeah. just, I don't know. It's just it's a just little bit extra. It's that grudge match, yeah. Ever since 2011, it's definitely been that grudge match. Um, <clears throat> what advice would you give to your younger self that, like, with knowledge that you know now to get through life and through rugby league? Good question. Um, outside of rugby, mm-hmm. the, the, the advice I'd give myself um, is um, learn learn about money. Yeah, because there's no financial education in schools. Nah, and no. I feel like you learn that when you leave school and then you get a job and then you get money and you're like, well, Shit, now I get to buy the things that I like. But yeah. instead of learning how to spend money, we should learn how to multiply. Yeah. Um, yeah, that could be something that I would want to learn back then. Um, also, just yeah, just just understand the financial statement, um, <laughs> those kind of things. I think that would help massively. Um, and know what a liability is, is an asset. Okay. If I was a younger self in rugby, um, it took me a long time to understand that I was big and strong. Okay, so you always time. underestimated yourself, would you say? Yeah. I think oh, I don't know why. Your own strength. <laughs> yeah, I felt I felt like um, like I know a lot of people say um, run hard, right? Yeah. But I I was always trying to be the superstar and trying to figure out the mad step or the mad offload or, but you can't do all that unless you run hard first. Yep. So if I was talking to myself back in the day, I would get that because I reckon I would have made first grade quicker. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Do you think you may have even cracked it with Penrith if you'd have learnt that sooner? Yeah, yeah, I, I think I would have. But um, it's also got to do with the mind, you know? Yeah, because you can you can force something or you can love something. Mm. And if you love it, you'll do anything you, you, you can to, to, to do, do it, it right. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly and, it. But like I said, I, I love the process, eh? It was the process that kept me going because just say I didn't play first grade this week. I would still go on Monday morning and do my extras mm. and do my training yep. because I love the process. Yep. 
And if I get the game, then I know that it's because of all my small habits that I've done throughout the, the, the week. Of or the, the process year. of that week leading up to the game, yeah. When you think about it, I played one game and it took me a whole year to play another one. So I had to stick with the small good habits that I had for, for a whole year. Yep. And then when I got another year, I played every game, every game that year by one. Yep. And then I made international. So I just went like this to like uh, that. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's funny looking at it now, you know, yeah. you're like, wow. But yeah. That's just amazing. The mind. Honestly, yeah. yeah. The mind is, honestly, um, in my opinion, the, the mind for people is. Um, it can be their biggest asset, but it can also be their like worst um, asset at the same time. You know. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, and uh, speaking of COVID and all that, um, how did the boys go during the COVID break at Castleford? Yeah, man. It was, I, I think our coaches done everything possible to keep the group together. Yep. Because we got a team chat, and um, we had challenges every week. Okay. Um, so one challenge would they would put a video up of a ex trainer that one of our coaching staffs, yep. and we would have to zoom our left edge, right edge, middle, and talk about the game. So that was that happened for three weeks, and then the next three weeks, um, everyone had to record themselves of what a day in COVID looks like. Oh, so there was two people a day. Okay. Yep. So every teammate, like, and it went from teammate to star. So it went from fullback all the way to our physio, to our, our under-19s yep. coach. To your every admin, single, to everything, yep. Yeah, put in a video of what their COVID looks like, a one day of COVID in the center of our family. Yeah, yeah, a, a day in the life of, a, a COVID yeah. day in the life of, yeah. And everyone showed a day. So that took a long process, nearly a month, but... Yep. It was just good to see that, you know? Um, yeah, so we, we did a lot of stuff like that. But then the hard part was when we got pay cuts and then we had to negotiate, go back and forth with the club. and That would have been so tedious for you. As oh, well. and then, like, people just signing contracts without even discussing with us. And it's just everyone, young kids that know being pressured and, and it was just hard to get everyone together. <laughs> so that was probably, it was like a good and bad. And, but, um, for lack of a better I don't know, term, for, it was a clusterfuck. Yeah. I, I know a lot of boys, some boys are, you know, COVID kind of broken, but then some boys like, like myself, COVID's probably, I don't want to be, but it was probably like, whatever I got done in COVID has helped me be a better person by mm. 40%. Like, like you reckon if like, there hadn't have been that COVID break, you, you, the COVID break has made you a better person, like mentally, yeah, person. physically, everything. Yeah, um, mentally with with my plan to after rugby. Yep. Um, my knowledge in property, and also just just learning because a lot of um, a lot of the time I I connected with people that I wouldn't usually hang around. And also, so I connected. Uh, yeah, I and did also Zoom sessions with millionaires. Oh wow! You know, people that are in the game. And I, and I asked them, how did you get there? And what did you do? And this is where I am now. How do I, what, what's my process now? What, what, what can I do now to make me better? Yeah. To, to be where you are. Which is honestly and, the, um, the, the best way to be. You know, I'm constantly, yeah. podcast wise, I'm constantly 
always looking at other podcasts of what are they doing that I could implement into mine. Or, you know, um, if, I, if I know people who run podcasts, I'm like, what do you do with your guests or whatever? Example, today, I've literally, you and one other guest I had earlier today are the first two episodes that I've done to have a voice message from a fan sort of to get yeah. to, to get more fan engagement, you know? So um, yes. it's, it's really, like, as you said, try and listen and learn as much as you can, you know? And yes. uh, would you say yeah. that, would you say that if COVID, if the COVID break hadn't have happened, it would more or less, you wouldn't have had the time to learn what you have due to the commitment of Super League and, you know, post footy um, season each time? Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't have had that. But I think, um, like my habits would have been the same. Like I, I wake, like for instance, uh, I wake up at five o'clock. Day in the life of every... <laughs> Yeah, so like I wake up at five o'clock every morning because I, I believe when the morning, win the day. Yeah, and the first thing I do, the energy. Hey, like chase the energy. Yeah, and then like I like to write down three things I'm grateful for every day. Just write it down straight away. Any, it could be. Like it could be the tiniest things. It could be I'm grateful for love, friends, and my sisters. It could be I'm grateful for this house, this opportunity to have today, and for this podcast. Yep, you know what I mean. Oh, um, anything. It, it could be. It, yeah, it could be I'm grateful for footy, my mum, and having a roof over my head, sort of thing. That's it. Yeah. And and I think straight away there's a thing in your brain going ding, win, win, win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a Instead of you waking up. Positive mindset. Yeah. So if you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go training today. Oh, now I have to make a coffee. Like, how, how can you hey, I get to go to I get to go to training today. Let's make a coffee yeah. on the way. Yeah. 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 You got me now. You got me. So that that's that's just one thing that like I've, I've been doing, you know, since COVID and stuff like that. And then just, just getting my body ready body if, if, if it's yoga if it's pilates in the morning if it's a stretch a walk or training do you know what i mean so it's like it's the mind it's the soul and then it's my physical do you know what i mean and then yeah, yeah. Awesome. then i feel like i've won the win the morning win the day i've done it and then i just boom do what i need to do for the rest of the day now that's awesome um i was just oh, i had a question in my head just then um <laughs> geez, what was that's right, the flight. Over Hello there. to everyone out there. Hello to everyone that's asked questions. Thank you for the love. Um, respect all the Manly fans that are still supporting me today. I still see your messages on Facebook. Um, big shout out to you guys. Um, yeah, it's awesome to be on this podcast, by the way. I just thought I'd say this, oh, but um, everything's good in the UK. If you're worried about us, don't worry. We're smiling, we're happy, and we're doing good. <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, and I'm sure the fans will appreciate that as well. Um, because, yeah, more or less in, during your time in the, in the NRL, the main club that he played for was Manly. Um, and speaking yeah. of flying over to the UK, what was the flight like? Like straight up, because like when you you know signed it, like this um, the contract and all that, what was the process like? Because as you said, you're a man of process. You like the process. What was the process like for you to get from Australia over to England and then play your first game for Castleford? Um... It was exciting, to be honest. Um, we, the only time we kind of dipped is when we had to say goodbye to our family. Um, that would have been a hard that was time. tough. That's, okay. That was tough, you know, for my wife 
and our we had three kids at the time. We've got four now. We've got a Yorkshire baby. <laughs> oh, Yorkshire baby, yeah, yeah. But um, no, yeah, look, it was it was tough just saying goodbye. And then when we got here, they picked us up from the airport, dropped us off to the house, and oh, then wow. they left. And then we were like, oh, what do we do? <laughs> but lucky we we need Tia Rayner here. My, we're, I'm good mates with him, and he came over, and then Junior Moores came over and said hello to us, and then. You know, it was, it was really tough for my missus, to be honest. You know, I think she was ready for it, but she didn't really take in that she was not going to know anyone here. Except and we just had to learn. Yeah. And um, it really, you know, made us more tighter, I guess. We relied on each other more. Um, you know, when you're over here, you have to have the, the mindset of, of, of being real tight with your family, you know? Yeah. And yeah. your house has to be the best place to chill because when it's cold here, you don't go outside like Australia. Yeah, no. You're stuck inside and you're in radiant, you're in the heater. Yeah. That's it. You've got to have the best Wi-Fi. You've got to have Netflix. You've got to have things for the kids. Like you, you've got to try and make everything fun in your house Yeah, because you're going to spend that, that all your time helped, eating. And that would have helped you prepare for the COVID break. You could say. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, <laughs> It's only been good that the COVID's in summer. Lucky it wasn't in winter. Oh, oh. mate. <laughs> mate. Shit. Uh, well, I, I was going to say, with Yorkshire in particular, if you're bringing that up, the Leeds and Castleford rivalry is almost yeah. on par with the Hull KR and Hull FC. What's it like going onto the field for Castleford against Leeds at Leeds? And what's it like going for Castleford against Leeds at the jungle? Uh, I, I love it better at the jungle because when we're at the jungle, we can only hold so many people, like nine thousand or ten thousand people. Yep. So after that, you got people trying to break in. You got you got guys trying to jump the fence just to watch us play. Wow! And it's cool, you know, like the songs. Literal standing room. Um, yeah, like it's just only leads though, you know. Um, other games are not like that, but Leeds, we always seem to have Literally massive like, leads. More or less. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when I first got here, I thought Leeds was shit because we we pumped them every, like all every year. Game. Except the grand final. And then like, <laughs> get to grand final. <laughs> shit. <laughs> but yeah, also going to Leeds now, they got a new stadium, but I, I played at the old stadium and yeah. it was awesome, that old stadium. Because it was much um, like the jungle, I'm guessing, with the capacity and all that. Yeah, I think they could fit a bit more, but I think their stadium was actual, like, seating. Like, okay, yeah. it didn't have a it hill wasn't, and it stuff. Wasn't a, it wasn't a hill and concrete, like, pillars yeah. for people to sit on, yeah. Yeah. No, but, um, nah. no. That song always is in my head, their song. They have this marching song. Okay. And just gets stuck in your head. <laughs> wasn't the, the, the Castleford or the Leeds one? Now the Leeds one. It's the same as their um, Leeds United song. Yeah, yeah, because I'm a, I'm a big fan of Leeds United, by the way. Yeah, so it's great. So to you're happy they're, they're yeah, in the man. Premier League. Yeah, oh, they're, wow. they're, back, they're back in the Premier League. I'm so proud. After 16 years, like since I was literal, I think how old am I this year? I'm 25 this year. So since I was like nine, it they haven't wow. been in the freaking Premier League. And then you know I'm chuffed. I'm so keen. Granted, they will probably be jumping on, jumping on. I'm going Leeds, man. They are, prob- they are probably so shit next season, given that they're 16 years in relegation. So, nah. spe- speaking of okay. relegation, um, what are your thoughts on the man. Super League's tier- tiered system compared to the NRL? What do you mean? Like, compared to the NRL uh, with the NRL, 
um, how oh. it's the top 16, but the Super yeah. League is the promotion relegation. What are your thoughts on that? And how do you think it, it goes? Yeah, it's, uh, I've been in both systems now. So the last time, we used to have Super 8s. Mm-hmm. And then they dropped the bottom four and the top four of um, the top four of the bottom league come up yeah. and they have a comp. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's like straight ruthless. <laughs> Where now they just, you just don't want to come last. Nah, you don't. <laughs> pretty much. So, like, but I don't know because it's, it's that, that they call it million pound game where yeah. the two teams play. Like it, it's a it's a good like it's mixed emotions because one really? team's happy just to have a job and then the other team's sad because they've lost their job. You I, know, I, I don't and see they, it as lost. I see it as if they're the if they're if they get relegated, there's always the chance to come back next year or well, at the end of the next year. You know, I just think we're in in Super League. If you're one of those bottom teams. It's hard to approach players to come to your team. Oh, it would so be. then, or therefore, you, you're always going to be a bottom team. Where in the NRL, you could be bottom team, but you could build your team to become great. Exactly, like you could literally be the Titans of last year and sign someone yeah. from Melbourne, sort of thing. Yeah. Where here, if someone's not going to take 20k pay rise and go to a bottom team that could get relegated to then lose your job. Yeah. Wow. So they're not willing to risk it or even put their... Wow, that's insane. Speaking of the Super League, they have a thing to anyone who's listening that doesn't know called the Challenge Cup, which is more or less a midweek competition similar to the FA Cup for soccer. (laughs) What's that like having to, say you play a Sunday, having to back up on a bloody Wednesday or a Thursday sort of game? Oh, it gets worse when it comes to Easter. You play Friday, then you play Monday, and then you play Thursday night. So um, I'm kind of used to it now. But um, Challenge that Cup... That hair came out of nowhere, by the way. Huh? That hair came out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's all good. Sorry, continue. Hey? I said, no, it's all good. Sorry, continue about the Challenge Cup. Yeah, the Challenge Cup is, is a special comp over here. I don't think people realise how big it is until it's you're actually in the playing in it. the final, from what I'm led to believe. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if the Australians understand, but it's just like having the whole country in a, in the same comp mm-hmm. and it'd be like having in, the Inter Super Cup and the Canterbury yeah. Cup the New yeah. South all them come together Every and it's single a, team yep do or die and and you could have like a St Mary's team just say for him and then if they go really well they could be potentially versus an NRL team yeah and yeah, whoever if, wins if, they, if, if they get to like round three or round four they'll be playing someone like Melbourne or Sydney or something yeah. like that yeah exactly and that's what makes it special. But a lot of the boys here, you, you ask them, a lot of them say they'd rather win Challenge Cup than the comp. Yeah. And I, yeah, the I, local I personally boys. Don't, local. I personally don't get that because I, obviously in Australia, you're built to know that the grand final yeah. is the end or be all. But the Challenge Cup, I guess it's because it's a literal one week you can be in it, the next week you're out. That's as simple as that. Well, they say Challenge Cup's better because it's whoever brings their A game on the day. Yeah. Wow. And it's more like if you can just bring your A game when it counts, mm. you are the champion team. Yeah. Like literally a team like um I don't know, what's what Batley Bulldogs could literally beat Leeds yeah. if they both make it to the final of the Challenge Cup. That's it. 
And I think that's, that's, that's crazy. I think that's it's so crazy to think about that. That it's literally if the t- it because when else would you see those two teams play against each other except in a yeah, challenge exactly. Cup? <laughs> well, you see Bradford Bulls, uh, Bradford, they beat Leeds last year. Yep. And that was the biggest upset. But that that got about 15,000 fans there to wow. that game. Well, Amazing. I mean, Bradford, uh, very similar to Castleford and Leeds. Bradford and Leeds are bitter rivals and have been since Bradford were in the Super League comp before they got relegated. Yeah, um, yeah that's insane. Although I will say, in my opinion, the biggest rivalry in the Super League has to be Hull against Hull. Hull KR and Hull FC. Have you ever like yeah. gone to one of those games, obviously, and just watched? And what's it been like if you have? No, um, I just watch it on TV, but I, I know I know a few of the players at Hull FC, and I, I don't like versing Hull FC. Okay, why? <laughs> well, but, Are they intense um, sort of thing? Yeah. But watching them two teams play, it's always like Hull KR could be at the bottom of the ladder and then turn up against Hull FC and just put on a performance and smash them. Like, it's just, it doesn't make sense sometimes. Mm. It'd be so, like, yeah. yeah, it'd be like, yeah, the Titans, as in, no, sorry, the Bulldogs, because they're on the bottom of the ladder right now. It'd be like the Bulldogs literally absolutely destroying the Panthers who are on top of the ladder. Yeah. Which I was going to yeah. say, have you been keeping up with the NRL? And if so, what are your thoughts on the Panthers getting 11 in a row? Oh man, it's so like they're just so cool to watch. Um, I know the young kids that some of the young kids anyway coming through, and I remember playing, and they were like ball boys for our school team, and <laughs> wow. and ball boy. And now you see them just just killing it. They just play with so much energy and swagger. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> like a good vibe in there. So, so like you, any you young kid that comes in kills it. Um, yeah, so it's just. Just really, um, really, really good to see because I, I like Penrith, you know, and I'm always going You're for him. Well, I'm guessing. Yeah, like got a soft spot for him, um, and I know the um, the trainers, you know, um, Peter Harden and Trent Barrett and all them. Yeah, Ben Harden's like the recruitment guy, and all his all his signings that he's done is uh, are killing it. You know, all those young kids that he signed and they let go of like other guys, and he was the guy that said, "No, nah, what? Trust me, these young guys that's come through, they're gonna be better." Yeah, and yeah, the like, clubs like, trust them. Like, yeah, let go of these guys so then we can get these guys to come through. And yeah, and that's through. and all those those young guys that's coming through. It's been through Ben Harden signing, so it's awesome to see that too. You know, from the the ground to there, but. Man, I just love watching Panthers at the moment. Um, our team tries to play like that. Um, but, yeah, they've just been on fire. They just know how to win games now. No, that's fair enough. Um, and I know we mentioned it earlier um, before we actually started recording, but um, what do you think your team, Castleford, need to do to get the win next week against Salford? Oh, it, it's just we've been training well. That's what's frustrating. And okay. I feel like you've been we're dotting, doing the right thing. You've been dotting the I's, crossing the T's sort of thing. Yeah. But then on the weekend, our game plan was a bit, it changed a bit, which didn't help. Then our substitute changed a bit. And then just this, if we had to put a board up and you're playing out of 10, how good are you playing? We have too many fives and sixes. Okay. You know? And we need we to win games here. We need nines and eights. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the lowest we can have is sevens. But yeah, if there's too many, too many fives and sixes, like I said, and and that and when it, when there's too many of them, 
it's hard to win games. So and where would you say your personal place. performance is at at the moment? Um, I've, I've been coming off the bench lately for a bit okay. of a different role and bringing a bit of energy and a bit of impact. Well, but, um, yeah, I mean, because you'll be able to see the game and how it's progressing uh, from the bench. You'll be able to come on and see what needs to be worked on on the field sort of thing. Yeah. So, like, um, I don't want to sound modest, but, like, like I've been playing all right. I think, you know, I played a, a, about an eight last week. I played a seven yesterday. So I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, a, you know, in, in the top part of that. Yeah. But um, obviously there's still things to work on for myself, you know. Um, probably an error a day. Uh, I've been doing an error a game. So if I can cut them errors down to zero, I, I'll pretty much have a solid game. Yeah. No, that's fair. Just work on the offloading, I guess. I don't, I haven't seen the game, but you could because you said your offloading was on point when you're at Manly. You know, maybe yeah. maybe some more offloads or something will will help you guys get the win. That's or, it, bro. Or, that's or, it. or maybe a halfback kick down the field on the first tackle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> well, I mean, that's pretty much all the time I'd set aside for the podcast episode. Um, so thank you very much for joining oh, yeah. me. And last bit of uh, question I've got is, what advice would you give to any kids who want to make it in the big league one day? Oh, man, just um, don't let anyone tell you, you know, you, you can't achieve, achieve something, you know? No matter how big the goal looks or, or how small, I think just go for it and, 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 and be willing to sacrifice. That's the hardest thing that's come through. There's so much obstacles and distractions that you could do but if it doesn't align with where you want to be then i feel just just have the mental toughness just to stay in that path no that's fair